Hello and welcome to the Greece Financial Partners podcast series. Today we're focused on financial planning. I'm Rob Herman. I'm talking with my colleague, Ed Bell, about year-end tax planning. Hello, Ed. Hello, Rob. So it's an interesting year. Uh, we're now post-election, presidential election anyway. Um, do you view year-end tax planning in 2020 uh, as normal, quote-unquote normal this year? Well, sure. It's a, it's a normal year, except for a few minor things. We've got a change of administration from Republican to Democrat. We've got the control of the Senate still up in the air until the Georgia runoff scheduled for early January. We are still in the midst of a pandemic and the ensuing recession caused by that. We are still dealing with a ballooning deficit that was uh, even in place prior to the pandemic that uh, at some point requires attention. <laughs> so, so I guess not, uh, not your typical year. So what, with that, all that in mind, what's a taxpayer to do? Well, the end result of all of that is that we really don't know what the 2021 tax landscape is going to look like. So the taxpayer needs to consider whether it makes sense to take certain steps in case various legislative results uh, do come about. So what, uh, what kinds of steps are you referring to? Well, let me give you a few examples depending on, on different tax entities. And, and keep in mind that everything that we talk about is speculation at this point. But let's look at businesses. Uh, the typical year-end thought process is to defer income uh, from one tax year to the next so as to defer the tax bill to the following year. That may not make sense this year. Uh, when the administration came into office, the business tax rate was 35%. That was, has been reduced to 20%, and most, most folks agreed that those rates needed to come down to make U.S. businesses more competitive on a worldwide basis. But some argue that 20% is too low, and the Biden administration has been speculated to uh, wish to increase the rate to 28%. So we don't know that that is truly what uh, he would like to do. We don't know if he'll be able to, given the, uh, uh, the, the makeup of Congress. And even if he is able to, we don't know that he'll wish to do that in 2021. So depending on how likely you think that scenario is, uh, it may make sense to consider accelerating income into 2020, kind of the opposite of what you might typically be considering. Uh, with individuals, there's a number of changes that are uh, potentially out there. Uh, capital gains rates, currently top rate is 20%. That may go up to 39.6%, the top ordinary income rate. Um, as I just said, the, the increase uh, of the top tax bracket uh, on ordinary income may go up to 39.6%. Uh, the value of itemized deductions may be limited, uh, may be capped at 20% or I'm sorry, 28%, no matter what your tax bracket. Um, so it may, it may make sense to consider accelerating income, 
taking capital gains in 2020, um, accelerating charitable contributions, uh, accelerating deductions into uh, an, an earlier tax year often makes sense uh, in order to take the uh, value of that earlier. But given the potential limitation on the deductions value, it may make more sense, uh, particularly in this year. Keep in mind that those changes to the individual tax landscape are proposed or purported to apply only to really higher income taxpayers. The ordinary income tax increase would apply to taxpayers with taxable income of over $400,000. The capital gains increase to 39.6 theoretically only applies to people with income over a million dollars. So maybe a limited application there. And, and then the last area that, that we'll talk about is the estate and gift tax area. Currently, uh, individuals have the ability to transfer without transfer tax, either estate tax or gift tax, an amount up to $11.5 million per person. Uh, and that's $23 million for a couple. The possibility exists that that exemption may be reduced to say three and a half or $5 million per person, a significant drop from the, the current uh, exemption amount. There's also the possibility of a limitation on annual gifting. Right now, we can gift $15,000 to as many donees as we wish without the uh, imposition of any uh, transfer taxes. The possibility exists of limiting the number of donees uh, in any one tax year. So, you know, those are potentially significant uh, in tax increases, but on a very select group of taxpayers. There's, there's not that many people that will be subject to the transfer tax, even if it's reduced to three and a half to $5 million. Um, but keep in mind for, for a couple uh, that can transfer the entire $11.5 million each, um, taking full advantage of that rather than the reduced $3.5 million proposal could mean between the two of them, it could mean over $6 million in tax savings. So a significant uh, amount uh, to be considered. Excellent. Great information, great perspective, and uh, gives you some, some solid potential action steps. So with all that in mind, what would you recommend the Greece Financial Partners clients do next to follow up on this information? Well, the reality is everybody's tax situation is, is different, and uh, everybody should take a look at their situation, consult with their, their Greece advisor or their outside tax advisor, talk about their situation, talk about their views of the possible legislative actions, and decide what's, what's right uh, and what they might want to do before year end. Excellent. Thank you, Ed. This has been the Greece Financial Partners podcast series. Thanks for listening. Don't hesitate to reach out to us directly. If you have follow-up questions on this or other investment planning topics, we'll look forward to the next podcast. Thank you.